G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Peace. Now, there's a word that means different things to different people. But show me a person who doesn't want peace in their lives. In fact, the Bible says that we should pursue peace. How does that work exactly? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take a look at this whole peace thing from a different perspective. You may have heard me talk about my mate Joseph Kebby in South Africa just recently. He was born in Liberia and just the other week he travelled home for the first time in several years to visit his family. He sent me an email the other day and this is what he said. My country has gone through 15 years of devastating war. A few nights ago I was looking at a video recording of the Liberian war. Never will you believe that people will treat each other as animals. The war created a state of turmoil and devastation which led to the death of about 300,000 people and the destruction of millions of dollars worth of property. Children, youth, women were the most affected by the civil war. We are grateful to God, especially for the international community, in bringing the peace and stability we're enjoying today. As I pass through the streets of Monrovia, Liberia's capital, I see hopelessness in the eyes of young people crying out. Peace rolls off the tongue so easily, but when you hear a story like that, It really means something. What about our lives, your heart and mine? What does peace look like there? Joseph's email really touched me. How can people do that to one another? It's easy for us to look at a war like that and think, oh, you know, that's just awful. But human nature being what it is, we are basically pretty selfish people. We want our way. There's tribalism. There are arguments. There's strife. You don't have to look very far to see how something like that can happen as we just live out our human natures. At work, at home, at the local tennis club, there can be argument and strife and conflict. I just often think, what would my society be like if we didn't have the rule of law, if we didn't have an effective police force, if we didn't lock up criminals? It would be anarchy. It would be unbelievable. It would be like what Joseph described happening in his home country of Liberia. And what that does is that it destroys hope. That sentence when he said, I see hopelessness in the eyes of the young people. On Monday we saw that 2,000 years ago the Apostle Paul wrote this about our human nature. He said, listen to me, live by the Spirit, God's Spirit, and you won't end up gratifying the desires of your human nature because our human nature wants things that are in conflict with God. And God's Spirit in us wants the things in our lives that are contrary to the desires of our human nature. They're in conflict with each other so that we end up doing the things that we don't do. But if we allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit, we won't be oppressed by the rules that don't work with our human nature. 
Now, the outworkings of that human nature, well, they're obvious. They're things that just don't work. Things like sexual immorality, worshipping idols, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, arguments, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. You know the stuff I'm talking about. If that's the life you choose for yourselves, wrote Paul, a life oppressed by your human nature, you can't inherit God's goodness. Don't kid yourselves. If you feed your human nature, here's what'll happen. You'll end up wearing the obvious consequences. But if you turn towards God, the Holy Spirit in your life, then you'll reap his eternal life, starting right here, right now. And then he goes on to say this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against things like that, there's no law. Those who belong to Jesus have crucified their human nature with all its passions and desires that don't work. If we live by the Spirit, then let's keep with the Spirit. Let's not become conceited and provoking and envying each other. I love how God somehow puts his finger right on the reality. You know that conflict inside of us where we want to live a good life, we want to do good stuff, but somehow we just can't. Somehow the bits of selfishness in our human nature drag us into things that ruin our lives, that rob us of the joy and the peace and the love and the goodness and the kindness and all that stuff that Paul talked about. And yet Paul's saying, look, come on, you're going to do that stuff It's not about God having rules so much. It's about knowing that basically they don't work. It's destructive in our own lives. It's it's destructive in other people's lives. It ruins relationships. It just saps the life out of us. And he said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. We've looked at love and joy over the last couple of days. Today, I'd like to talk about peace and come back to this struggle and this conflict inside between our ability to have a relationship with God And the selfishness of our human nature. You know, when we have that struggle, we can't have peace. Peace is the end of the struggle. I love the whole Star Wars saga. You know, that six-part movie that George Lucas put together over the years. And in the very last of the movies that was recorded, episode three, we see young Anakin Skywalker become... Darth Vader. We see the struggle between good and evil in him after he's killed the creatures who tortured his mother. It's brilliant because it's a struggle that each one of us relates to. And when that conflict is going on, we can't have peace. This week on A Different Perspective, we've been looking at what Paul talked about in The Fruit of the Spirit. And each of our lives bear fruit. We put our roots down into our human nature we're going to bear some bad fruit, fruit that other people are not going to like, fruit that's, that's bitter and that's dry and that's sour. But if we put our roots down into the Holy Spirit, into God, it's not natural for us to have all this goodness and all this peace and all this joy. The whole world seems to be set up to conspire against those things. The natural thing for us to do is to get involved in strife and anger and reactions and have a go and stand up for our rights and complain about this. Is that the picture? That's, that's our natural behaviour. Paul said, look, hang out with God. You know, If we allow ourselves to be led by his spirit, we won't be oppressed by all that stuff. I used to think of it the other way around. I used to think of it like God saying, there are rules. You know, if you don't do this, I'm going to punish you. Well, you know something, ultimately he is. But right here and right now, 
Paul's saying, look, there's just stuff that doesn't work. You and I know it. We know it in our heart of hearts. You want to have peace, we've got to get out of this struggle. And Paul, in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, talks about the fact that we now have peace with God because while we were still at war with him, while we're still in rebellion, he proved his love for us by sending Jesus to pay for all those rotten mistakes. It's a profound answer that we no longer need to have that rebellion and conflict because in Jesus, God enacted a decisive act of peace and reconciliation, giving us access to a relationship with God. Have you done that? Have you placed your faith in Jesus? Just simply, every day, saying, Lord, sometimes I do the stupidest things, but I just believe that you died to pay for those things and to give me forgiveness and access to God. And when we live in that and put our roots down in that and we we live that peace and we taste that peace, what happened overnight? But after days and weeks and months and years... The struggle's gone. There's peace in our hearts. And that changes us. His spirit ministers and flicks a switch deep inside somewhere. And we have this fabulous blessing of peace. And when we have peace inside us, when we touch other people, we touch them with peace. on this earth will have weighed in to leave a lasting legacy of love in the lives of those whom we love most. Sad thing is though that all too often we're too busy living life today to make that investment for tomorrow. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Discovering Your Legacy of Love. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you plant the sorts of seeds today that will still be bearing fruit when you're long gone. And at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you really think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.